0: Hi, salut, guten tag, hola, welcome back to the Kate Languages podcast. Um, so as well as providing some French, German and Spanish lessons, I've also decided that I'm going to be adding some uh, kind of general CPD type uh, episodes on language teaching and learning and My general kind of thoughts and ideas um, about various different topics. So as always um, if you enjoy my free content please head over to buymeacoffee.com slash kate languages to show your support and thanks to everybody who's already done that. It's uh, really fantastic, thank you. So the first thing I thought um, I'd like to talk about in this uh, podcast today is the idea about using GCSE style activities at Key Stage Three. So the reason I want to talk about this is, uh, firstly, I'm, I've almost finished doing um, a series of resources um, which are GCSE style activities that can be used um, with Key Stage 3 students. So I have to say, I started these probably a couple of years ago. Um, It has been a labour of love. Um, And now for each language, so for French, German and Spanish, there are six booklets, workbooks, really. Um, Each one is about 10,000 words long. So, um, yeah, so six workbooks Um, on various different topics that a lot of people use at Key Stage 3, um, but also um, are the GCSE topics. Um, And each of the workbooks contains GCSE-style activities. Um, And then there are also separate vocab and grammar booklets as well to go alongside them. Um, So, yeah, so I started with uh, me, my family and friends um which involves um you know introducing yourself talking about yourself and your family and relationships with people and things like that um i've also done free time uh, technology where i live school work and future plans and then the last one i've done is um on glo- global and social issues which i think is for me i actually think is quite an interesting topic and i think it's something people want to include um, at key stage three and I think it's quite a difficult one to incorporate from the beginning. Um, well I, I would probably recommend doing it in year eight or uh, year nine um, but what I've tried to do is to take GCSE topics and to use the vocabulary but to try and do them in a in a way that's quite straightforward and uh, so the grammar's not too complex um and the activities as I've said are <clears throat> GCSE style activities. So in each booklet there are uh there's a reading task, there are translation tasks um for each subtopic, there are there's a 40-word writing task with bullet points. Um, There are photos to describe and role plays for each of the subtopics as well. And then there's an extension section with longer writing, so a 90-word task and 150-word task. So they're based on the AQA um, specification. And, um, yeah, they're kind of a way of introducing the GCSE-style activities before they actually start the GC- GCSE course, um, which is usually in year 10, but often uh, people do actually start in year 9. So, yeah, so the reason I wanted to do this, and I think it it's not an uncommon thing from what I have gathered um, from people to actually use GCSE-style activities at Key Stage 3, Um so, yeah, I mean, one of the reasons was people actually contacted me and um, were wanting that kind of thing and saying, you know, do you have anything that's for younger students, um, for beginners, but actually has a GCSE style activities and because the textbooks don't seem to um, really have them um so yeah that was one of the reasons why i started making those resources um i did a bit of a, a straw poll on instagram recently for um a presentation that i did for for the all language uh, language world conference um so this is march 2021 um when I did this, and yeah, so 94% of people who responded said that they already do use G- uh, GCSE style activities at Key Stage 3. So I thought that was really interesting, actually. So, so it, it's obviously something that people do, and I was interested to know why. And I think the reasons that people gave for why they actually use them are quite similar to the reasons why I thought it'd be a good thing to make these resources uh, myself. So um, I think one of the main reasons is is to prepare students for the GCSE. And I think in some ways it's quite, it's almost a bit sad because it would be lovely if in Key Stage 3 you could basically just, you know, teach language for language's sake. Um, if you could just teach interesting things, things that you find engaging that you know the students are going to find engaging etc etc and I but I think the problem with the current GCSE is that we there is so much content there are so many topics and quite a few of the tasks that they need to do in the GCSE exam are quite frankly quite weird for example the role plays Um, so I'm actually recording this about a week or so after the, the new proposals for the new GCSEs, which I think are going to be from teaching in 2023, um, first um, examination in 2025, I think that's what it's going to be. Um, so these proposals have actually come out recently and it does seem that this is going to change. So these peculiar rubrics that we have in the target language at the moment Ah, uh, it does seem like that's actually going to change, and that's going to be in English. And I know that um WJEC in Wales, um do actually have the rubrics in English or Welsh. Um, and I've created a role play resource, um, along those lines for WJEC. And actually, I have to say, doing it was quite refreshing because it just makes so much more sense. I mean, the the way that these role plays are, for um aqa and uh, ed excel and i think possibly educast but i don't re- i'm not really i don't really know educast very well um but the the fact that they're in the target language but don't seem to be able to include any kind of conjugated verb or you know very much help whatsoever um they're actually really hard really really hard and this I, this really hit home to me um in, obviously it wasn't in 2020 because people didn't do any speaking exams, it must have been 2019, um, I did just one speaking test with a Spanish native speaker. So she had grown up, um, I can't remember if she grew up in Spain or whether she, she definitely had at least one Spanish parent and was a completely fluent speaker um and was was sitting the GCSE at her her school but there weren't any teachers um in the school who spoke spanish so um they asked me to just come along and and as an external person to do the um speaking exam with her and oh she was also in year 11 and doing french so she had had training on how to do these role plays but i found as i was going through the role playing as the examiner teacher you know, you have to stick to the script and it basically just made no sense whatsoever. But the the actual scenario was so weird that I was like, no one did... I mean, you can't understand. It was something really bizarre about... Um, I think about taking a video game back to a sh- to a shop. And I'm sure one of the questions was, where did you buy this video game? And she was a bit like, well, I bought it here. Because it's like... <laughs> Well, I obviously didn't buy it in the shop next door because then I would have taken it back there. It, it was just weird and it was... It, yeah, it was really unrealistic and very strange. And the fact that this native speaker who, you know, <laughs> really should have just been able to do it really really simply, um, really struggled with it, you know, it really hit home to me that actually you need as much preparation and practice for these role plays as you can possibly get because, like I say, they're weird. So I don't think there's anything wrong with introducing that concept right from the beginning of year seven, and also I think something like a role play, when you know, when it's done well, it's actually quite a fun activity to do with you know, um, in pair work or um, is where you know so so one of them can take on the role of the of of the teacher or the examiner almost, (laughs) Um, and then one of you know the others can the other partner can do do the answers and then they can switch around and it's a, just a nice simple way of practicing the vocabulary and, and practicing conversations and also um, posing questions which is always quite a difficult thing um, but a really really useful skill to have um, but something I think comes up time and time again that students can't actually do very well so yeah so I think um, in terms of getting students prepared for the GCSE right from the beginning of year seven, I do think there is a place for doing GCSE style activities at key stage three. Some of the other ones that people said that people who answered my uh, poll on Instagram said that they do were things like translation, which I just think is a great activity to do anyway, and a really, really useful way of checking, understanding, um, both ways, from the target language into English and then English into the target language. Um, Photo cards, so again, I think, you know, using photos as a stimulus, as a springboard for description and discussion as a way of finding, you know, gaps in vocabulary knowledge, for example, or increasing their vocabulary, because they might want to and be able to describe their clothes or something, I don't know, things like that. So, um, I don't think that describing a photo is a bad thing to do at all, I don't think it's a, a bad activity for people to do, um, anyway. And I'm not talking about like in the top left hand corner, blah blah blah, in the bottom right hand corner, you know, in the foreground, background, I that's not very useful, but actually using them as a springboard. Um, for describing people, situations, places, using their imagination to write a little story about the people in the photo. You know, there, there are so many things you can do with, with photos and images. I don't think that's a, a bad idea either, to do that kind of thing. Um, one of the other things that somebody said that they use, and I think this is really lovely as well, is using poems, um, but I also think maybe short stories, for the literary text reading. So, in the current GCSE, there is a, um, a kind of literary type text uh, in the reading and it's just a slightly different type of language than what you would normally get in the textbooks um, and in the exams. And I think it's, a, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to prepare them for that kind of slightly different language, um, st- slightly different style of things. So I think it's a really, really lovely idea to use authentic poems and short stories and things like that at Key Stage 3 anyway, you know, for for the enjoyment of doing that kind of thing. But to have the GCSE in mind, so the types of questions that you might do for comprehension of a poem might be the type of questions you get in the exam, but just to show that you have understood it. And even looking at translation, so I wouldn't necessarily say you can, I mean, you can have a go at translating a poem, but I think it's pretty difficult to do. Um, But to find um, a well-known poem in the target language that already has a translation in English and to compare those um, would be a really, really great activity to do. And again, it's just having the GCSE at the back of your mind when you're doing that type of activity in lessons. Um, You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Having said all this, I do think there are some disadvantages to uh, using GCSE style activities at Key Stage 3. The first disadvantage would be if that's all you did. So I really think it's really important to have a wide variety of activities, tasks, um, you know, a wide variety of topics as well. Although I said, you know, I've created this whole series of resources um, which are GCSE topics that can be used at Key Stage 3, I do think there is plenty of room in the Key Stage 3 curriculum for other topics. Like, it, it doesn't all have to be the same topics that you're then going to repeat again in Year 10 and 11. Um, so, yeah, so I think you, you do need a wider variety of Tasks and activities and topics than purely GCSE stuff right from the beginning of year seven. Um, you know, if you're doing a role play every single lesson from year seven until they do the exam in year 11, like that, that would, I mean, that would drive me insane and I don't know about the kids. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend that, but I just think always having it at the back of your mind and starting to think about GCSE style activities from the beginning of year seven Um, incorporating them, but not doing them exclusively. Um, And then there is always the issue, as I mentioned uh, a bit earlier, that it looks like the GCSE is going to change again. So probably current year sevens, I think it it would be. And this is, like I say, um, this is March 2021. The current year sevens, I think, probably are going to be doing a different GCSE. So if you start them on, you know, learning these weird role plays, and then the GCSE changes, um, <laughs> you might feel it's been a bit of a waste of time. It might not be a waste of time, um, you know, because if you're making them meaningful tasks um, and they just happen to be in the style of, of these weird role plays, then that's probably not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just having all these things in mind and yeah, being fully aware that the GCSE changes. Probably every five or six years, um, so yeah, kind of bearing bearing that one in mind, um, I think is really really important as well. Um, so as I said, yeah, I think there are lots of activities, lots of tasks that come up in the current GCSE exams that can be used really really effectively with Key Stage three classes, um, but. I do think you need a variety of tasks and I think you need to just be aware of, you know, not doing the same thing over and over and over again. Um, But always having the GCSE in the back of your mind, because ultimately this is what they're going to be aiming for. Um, If, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of students don't do the GCSE, um, but in the end that's, that is what they're going to be aiming for at the, at the end of year 11, if they are going to carry on with languages. Um, and they won't get too much of a shock when they then move on into, into year 10 um, and start the, the GCSE course proper. So, yeah, so that's some of my thoughts and ideas on the idea about, yeah, using GCSE style activities at Key Stage 3. As I said, I talked about this at the Language World, the ALR Language World Conference um, recently. So if you uh, did, so you had to buy tickets for it. So but if you bought tickets for it and didn't get to um, see my presentation, then um, I think you can probably watch it back somewhere. Um, and I'm also going to put my presentation, the, my PowerPoint presentation from that with a few of my thoughts um, as a blog post on my website, Um So I'd love to know your ideas and your feedback. Like I said, I had some really, really interesting feedback from the Instagram community. So if you want to contact me on Instagram at Kate Languages, Twitter is also at Kate Languages, Facebook. Funnily enough, I'm also Kate Languages on there as well. Quite consistent. Um, And yeah, as I said at the beginning, if you are enjoying my free content, it would be really, really fab if you could head over to buymeacoffee.com slash kate languages just to show your support and to help me to be able to continue to provide lots and lots of useful free content um okay so also let me know what other kind of things you'd like me to talk about I've had um a few people giving me some ideas um so I've got lots of things that uh I can think about and I can create another podcast episode on um but yeah do let me know the kind of things that you're interested um in me kind of rambling on about (laughs) um okay bye